Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And this is another special edition. We're still in the same room. Yay, same room. And we're going to talk tonight about Beauty and the Beast. And, and Beauty and the Beast. And Beauty and the Beast. Yes, we're going to compare and contrast and compare again amongst three versions of the same film. Well, it's the same, same story. It's not the same film. Yeah, different different film adaptations of the story. Yes. So... What, uh, what some still consider the, the definitive version, the uh, 1946 black-and-white French film by Jean Cocteau, La Belle et la Bête. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we re- recently watched this. Uh, it's available on Filmstruck. Filmstruck! Yeah, plug that. Cause that's, oh, yeah, they're the best. It's, it's, it's rad service. It's the awesome, yeah. It's, uh, if you have any interest in film education, and like educating yourself as a film person... Um, is totally the way to go. No offense to Netflix, but... (laughs) So here's here's what's interesting to me about about this film. For a long time, it was basically the definitive version. It was kind of like the version, period, really. Yeah, yeah, it it, it really was. I mean, now we've we've got these Disney adaptations, and that, that brings something else to the table, but... Yeah, up until then, for you know, almost fifty years, this was basically the film version of this story. Well, okay. To be fair, we had seen sort of versions and uh, kind of cliches off of this for a while. I mean, like you could, sure, know, like in, I mean, like somewhere out there, someone's saying, like you know, hey man, you're not thinking of King Kong, um, yeah, <laughs> like you know, something like that. To be fair, that that is true. But this was the like definitive version of the original French story, and in French, and done by. You know the great Jean Cocteau. This was the, and in a lot of ways, it still is kind of the gold standard of the story. Yeah, um, it's yeah. the closest to the original story that's out there. Overall, that's that's certainly true. Although it deviates in in some other ways as well. Of course, yeah. where the original fairy tale is, as far as we've been able to recall, has yeah, an, an older man and his three daughters, one of whom is the beauty Belle, mm-hmm. um, and has the Beast who is uh, largely antagonistic until he has his characteristic change of heart. Spoiler alert for a several hundred-year-old fairy tale. The, the, the Cocteau also adds a, uh, a brother into the mix for the, for the three daughters, who's uh, sort of a ne'er-do-well, sort of a layabout, sort yeah. of a scoundrel, I think he calls himself. Sco- yeah, he does call himself a scoundrel. And, yeah. uh, and has a friend who he also describes as a scoundrel and says, I'm a scoundrel, and I'm okay with that, but yeah. I'm not going to let a scoundrel marry my sisters. Yep. And, and that guy is is apparently the inspiration behind the character of Gaston in the animated version. Because we don't, the in the original Cocteau version, we don't really have a villain per se. We have antagonists, and we have problems that happen, but we don't have a villain like 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 Gaston manifests himself in the later movies. Like we don't have we don't have that. Yeah. Most of the the original story elements are there. The 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 characters of of the brother and his friend are a little different and and add just a a little bit of a twist. Mm-hmm. Well, they're also not as I mean, they're kind of important to the story clearly, but they're not as big a part of the story. Yeah, they're they they have some small influence, but it it's basically the same story without them in it. Yeah, more or less. So, from from that perspective, I don't feel like they they added a whole lot. But as as far as 
the film itself, it, it does add sort of a, an interesting dynamic where Jean Marais plays dual roles in the part of the Beast and the brother's friend. Mm-hmm. So that that adds a, a sort of interesting wrinkle for for the characters, as as is true with you know a, a lot of older cinema. I I felt like most of what went on here was was fairly surface level stuff and mm. and didn't go really very deep. But bearing that in mind, I thought this was really cool. There there were lots of practical effects, basically because there was no other way to do things at the time. Nineteen forty six. Um, but they did a really good job. It's it's all still pretty convincing. Yeah, uh, there there are a couple of bits that, that stick out now where you can kind of see the seams if you're looking for them. Mm-hmm. But if if you just watch the movie and 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 let yourself be drawn into it, it really works pretty well. Now, in the original version of the story, there like the the castle is still kind of enchanted, right? Right. The prince is enchanted to become the beast, and and the castle is enchanted, and and there are these magical objects. Mm-hmm. But some something that was new to the Disney version that we don't see in the Cocteau is that these magical objects and in and around the castle aren't really characters in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of there. Yeah, but you can definitely see the beginnings of Cogsworth and Lumiere and that kind of thing, and, and those characters in the Cocteau version, because I mean, like, because it's a practically made movie, you know, from 1946. Everyone has a face, so. right? Yeah. So all all these special effects are being done by people in in sort of a, a stagecraft kind of way, where yeah. where they're people sort of made up to look like objects so there are people playing these parts without them being actual characters mm-hmm. so there, there there definitely is that that sort of seed of, of inspiration for what became in in the Disney film you know these these actual supporting characters who had had lines and, and agency and real influence on the direction of the story yeah and I think that's pretty cool to see that's something that you know you may not think about doing when you're watching the old one is seeing how it will bridge into a newer, colorful, like, Disney movie. Um, because like, you think, well, you, you know, how, how is some French movie from the, from the <laughs> 40s that's, you know, going to affect, you know, a 1991 um, yeah, animated yeah. film? And which is, which first of all is like, you know, of course it's going to influence it in some manner. But the the cool thing about it is that you can literally see that happen. But one of the one of the really neat things that I, I love about the film is is the the way they did the beast is is sort of a, a practical makeup effect, sort of sort of akin to like the the Wolfman from yeah the, the Lon Chaney yeah Jr. as one, as, yeah. as done by Lon Chaney Jr. in, in mm-hmm. the the Universal movies yeah. yeah, and it looks really really good. It's it's pretty convincing on screen. Yeah, it's 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 obviously a makeup because it couldn't possibly be anything else. Mm-hmm. But it looks very convincing. And it's also like he's still able to have a range of emotion. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's still very expressive, and and you can see emotions in his face, not not just through the expressions in his mouth, which is you know the the most expressive part underneath the makeup mm-hmm. but there's there's still a good bit around the eyes. Well, that's the thing. I think like his eyes is really what's is, is really sells it in yeah, most of the scenes. Yeah. He's, like every scene. Yeah, like, it's it's just that some 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 parts of his face, like around his eyebrows, are covered up, and he can't do a whole lot there. Mm-hmm. But he is able to do a fair bit with the eyes themselves. So it, I think it's it's limited because there's some of the face around it is is kind of obscured by the by the prosthetic by the makeup. But okay. yeah, I, I I think he he does a good job. Such is the nature of the beast. Uh, 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 
sorry. Somebody uh, had to say it. I'm yeah. just glad it wasn't me. But yeah, it's uh, if you get a chance to check it out, I mean, I really recommend it. I mean, if you don't have a Filmstruck subscription, you should consider it. They do have a free trial that's worth checking out. Uh, you can find this movie probably at your local library. Um, and maybe available on disc through Netflix or uh, local video stores if you still have Well, those. that's what I meant by it, because uh, yeah. the Criterion Collection things are often bought by public libraries a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is this would be one that they would have on hand, most likely. Yeah. Um, so it's it's... It's very French and very romantic, and it's it's beautiful, and it's it's still well worth the watch. Yeah, I think my favorite moment in the movie is, uh, and this will this will tie in later when we talk about um, how Belle is represented. Is uh, there's a scene where I think he's like it must be after when he saves Belle after she runs away at some point, and he's he had to kill something, and he feels distraught about it so he like smokes in like yeah, despair like, basically yeah, his, his 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 paws begin to smoke not like he's he's smoking a, a pipe or anything yeah yeah, yeah. like it well, like course, he, he himself is emitting smoke yeah from you, his person. you could also believe that there's a bunch of french guys behind him smoking profusely to make it happen but um, <laughs> sorry uh, i just like that image just thinking about that um but uh <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd be curious to know how they actually did that effect because there's, there isn't anything obvious in the shot that would indicate a, a, a seam for a composite where, where that would have been possible. It's like mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing else in frame, and you can kind of see around him and, and, and the background. This is this appears like it's coming straight out of the, his hands. Yeah, that that was neat. I'm I'm sure it's it's really pretty simple, but oh, it, had, it was yeah. it was it was a great effect. It's a really good effect, and John Cocteau is totally worth checking out. Um, his the rest of his oeuvre, if you will, um, is pretty is is worth your time. But uh, anyway, um, going on. This we, new uh, one. This new one is uh, the the one that just came. We are going to be talking very spoilerific about everything because film's been out for a while. And if you've seen the 1991 version, spoiler alert: it's the same movie. Um, <laughs> it's the same story. Everything that you know is going to happen. It happens. So, which is kind of my biggest gripe about it. But we'll get into we'll that get a little more later. Too, yeah. So it's a little bit easier to kind of compare the the animated one and the new one at the same because they are clearly the same story. But we also think it's sort of like we're going to tie back into the the old one from time to time too. The animated one is the you know the timeless classic to a lot of us and in, in mine and Tim's generation. It's uh, it was kind of the apex of animation at the time. Yeah, um, it it really was. They they did some things that hadn't really been done in in animated film before. The use of uh, computer graphics to uh, sort of enhance what was going on so there there was compositing of traditional animation with with the cg stuff that was new that hadn't really been done before and frankly what they did then still really holds up now mm-hmm. you know 20 plus years later it it all still looks like it it goes together when they did the uh the 3d um reissue a few years ago um my wife and i went to go see it and to, to be honest like not it didn't. The film lended itself fine to 3D. I mean, it's not like it needed to be in 3D. And be our guest looked pretty good. But that ballroom scene with the with the CG yeah. actually looked really good in 3D. Because partly because of that reason, I think. Well, and and yeah, that that was that was kind of the big thing. Mm-hmm. It was was that one scene that was sort of their their prestige moment for for mm-hmm. the technical stuff. Yeah, you know, with with the song Angela Lansbury man rocking it. Oh yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I grew up watching Beauty and the Beast. I really liked the movie when I was a kid. This, it's the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. Um, uh, first and thus far only. Oh, no. Toy Story 3 was also up, too. Um, was it? Yeah, it was. But that was after. It was the only time. It, it was the only animated film when it was just five, though. 
when it was much much harder okay. to, to be up for. But Toy okay. Story three was up, and I think Up was also uh, also up for. But th- those were that was when there were like nine nominations. Like yeah. that was like an option, and that was a big deal. I mean, like that was. I mean, it lost to Science of the Lambs, and you can take that either way. Um, yeah. I probably would have voted that way, but I have my leanings. Um, you have yours. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. <laughs> this movie was a huge deal, and the thing that kind of hurts the new one is that it doesn't feel like it has that that level of spectacular. It doesn't have yeah. that great, that grandiose. This is like the the state of cinema right now kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. There's. There's a lot of ornate detail in and around the the castle, but it it didn't ever feel as vibrant as as the animated film. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of it felt very muted in its its color palette. Yeah, you know, and, and there were times when that's fine. Yeah, time, times when it was fine and times when it wasn't. A lot, a lot of it came off kind of pastel, and it's like this this really should be you know more more spectacular, more more colorful some of it. Yeah, I find myself I find myself really missing color from it. And, and now it doesn't help that after I watched the new one I took a look at the at the animated one again because, you know, we wanted to do this discussion. And while I'm sitting there watching the the old uh, watching the animated one, I'm like, man, there's just so much more color in this. And there's just not as much in the new one. And I think that that's really hurting it. It's it's the, there's all these big grandiose moments that still happen. Be our guest is still pretty cool looking. Yeah, it's um, it's it's still pretty cool. I kind of felt that it, it really sort of encapsulates what what I said before was that it's it's not different enough. Yeah, it's not from, different from enough. the animated film. And it takes on this kind of like Amadeus palette that actually takes away from the fantastic element of it. It didn't surprise or or you know charm me at all mm-hmm. like the the animated film was 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 charming it mm-hmm. was it was enchanting mm-hmm. and watching watching the new one it's it did a lot of things very well and and I enjoyed it I liked the film but it never really surprised me no granted part part of that is is my own bias having like you grown up and and seen the animated film you know more Dozens times than times, I care to count yeah. sure yeah. so it's it's well ingrained but it feels like pretty much all the same beats are there in the exact same order with the exact same space in between them. Mm-hmm. It it felt a lot of the time like it was just going through the motions. Right. And it was still good enough, like like I said, that I, I liked it. I recommend it. You'll enjoy it. But I still prefer the animated film. Yeah, I'm still going to prefer the animated one as well. And I think part of it is is that there's so many missed opportunities that they don't they don't change enough. Like that, I mean, they add a lot of songs from the Broadway musical that they, and that's and those are yeah. They don't add "Human Again," which got added to the animated version um, a, a few years later, which is an interesting choice. But it was a good. To be honest, we we think it's a good cut from the original animated one. So it's maybe it's not that big a deal that it's not in this new one. Yeah, I do like the new song that they wrote for the Beast. Um, I thought that was pretty good. I do like the things that they change to like kind of deal with the criticisms that people have had with the animated one for over the years. Like now, Tim and I don't totally buy into the Stockholm syndrome thing that we, the internet, like to talk about for <laughs> for the '91 version. But um, but they definitely deal with that problem very well, I feel. And they also take out lines that that may be our guest have some kind of weird timeline stuff that people had issues with. They they fix that. Yeah. Um. They do they do a pretty good job there. What they do to improve the film works. What they add, though, that doesn't necessarily improve. Yeah, I, I felt like there was a lot of gilding the lily, as it were. Mm-hmm. It, per- particularly in, in some of the songs, the, the performances add you know, little, 
little hesitations and little syncopations like you hear in pop music yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was sort of forced and didn't really enhance the the song. It it didn't feel like it actually belonged there. It didn't come off naturally. Mm-hmm. And and the use of auto tune, no matter how, although albeit not ex, like you know a more it's, subtle use of yeah, auto tune. Yeah, it's 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 not extreme. Hear it. Yeah, um, if 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 you're listening for it, you you'll probably hear it. I don't even think you have to listen for it. I think it's, yeah. it's pretty obvious. Yeah, some there. of it. I do think the casting is fine. I, I, yeah, I, people it's, it's, are going to get on cast. Emma Watson because people want to get on. Basically, people want to get on pretty <laughs> people who used to do one thing and don't do it anymore all the time. And that's we, the internet, are jerks in that manner. But I think she does a fine job. I mean, t- come on, it's like 100% in her wheelhouse. I mean, like a girl oh, yeah. who comes from a non-magic background goes to a magic castle and deals <laughs> with magic. Um, I mean... This is not exactly a big stretch for her, so of course she does a fine job. Well, yeah, um, I feel like couching it in those terms, you know, she herself might find it objectionable. Uh, well, I'm sure she but, would. But um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that said, yeah, this, this, this is different. It's not the same character oh, that, no, that, that she's known for, and oh, she, yeah, she, a, she, she bookish, does a fine job. Yeah, a bookish girl at well, that. Well, um. <laughs> granted, there, there, are, there are a lot of parallels, and those comparisons are going to be drawn. Probably a lot of hay has been made already over that. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's not rehash too much yeah, of yeah, that here. Sorry, sorry. But, Sorry, it just popped in my head. Right yeah, then. yeah. Like, you're, not only that, she's reading all the time. You're, you're, um, you're not wrong. To be fair, Belle was reading all the time long before Hermione was re- reading all the time. True. So, no, uh, <laughs> uh, I do like the fact that the the beast isn't like illiterate now. Um, that always struck me as like a kind of yeah. odd decision to make for this, yeah. Is, this guy's I, clearly I, I a agree. prince. He would have been educated. He lives in a house with like thousands of books. Why can't he read? Yeah, um, and, and that 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 actually was was a, a thing. There were a couple of moments in in that scene, in the the big reveal with the Beast and the library and and Belle, that I found really, really, really touching Mm -hmm. in in ways that the animated film did basically the same scene, but the the lines were a little more perfunctory in in that case, and it was a little more about the, the animated spectacle. I, I liked here that it was it was a little more human and a little more focused on on the characters, mm-hmm. and there there's some good lines there, and I I felt that was that was a nice improvement, mm-hmm. but I still would have liked it to be a little more spectacular as well, and, yeah. and that's kind of how I felt about most of the movie overall. Yeah, and well, and neither of us are very fond of the and most of the backstories that they've gave that they gave were fine, but we're, neither of us are very fond of the king being a jerk. Prince being raised as a jerk. Yeah, thing. Um, yeah. I, I felt like you know, there's there's five minutes of movie that okay, it it adds a little bit to the character of the beast, but they never really revisit it with the beast himself. So it it it's just sort of dangles out there. I, I feel like the the important part of this the story as as far as the beast is concerned is is not how he got to where he is. I, I think we got enough of that in the opening sequence with, with mm-hmm. the Enchantress and, and the big lavish party and yeah. him being a jerk. It's like, okay. That's enough. This, this guy's a jerk. This is where he is now. How does he get away from here? It's it's less important how he got there at that point, yeah. I think. No, no, I totally agree. It's um, it's not, it's just not necessary. Um, I do like kind of fleshing out the characters of like, you know, like Mrs. Potts. And, you know, I like the fact that they talk about how no one remembers because that's something that the Enchantress does. Like, no yeah. one in the town remembers. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting little um, filling of a plot hole there. Mm-hmm. I just... 
I never really thought about it before. Honestly, I just kind of figured it's something they don't talk about. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, it's sort of passed out of collective memory. Yeah, but but you know, I still kind of like it though. Is the thing like I don't know how necessary it is really. Yeah. But it is. It's, 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 it's kind of neat. It's an addition that I like. Is 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 what I'm saying. Uh, another good thing about the new one is it doesn't feel like it drags. Um, because we know that it that it's going to get to point A to point B to point C to point C. Yeah, that's, I, that's true. I do feel like there's probably 10 minutes of the movie that probably need to be cut out. I don't really think this needs to go over two hours. Well, yeah. Um, but it doesn't ever feel like it drags. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think those those moments, like like you said, hurt the pacing, but they yeah. are kind of unnecessary, and mm-hmm. I think it, it would feel just, just a little bit tighter, a little bit more cleanly executed if those weren't there. Yeah, it's like I, I I I don't I don't hate them, but they feel like sort of unnecessary additions, like gilding the lily again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know people are talking about uh, people are talking about Lefeu and all that stuff. And and to be honest, I actually really liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, however, I will say it reminds me more of Mr. Burns and Smithers than it does anything else. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I I, I think it's very very similar dynamic mm-hmm. and. It it works about as well here as it does there. Yeah, I think I do think Luke Evans as a Gaston is really awesome. Yeah, he, um, he he does a great job, and he's 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 got kind of a range. He's he's got moments where he he gets kind of frustrated and, and angry, but you know, then then has to kind of bury it a little bit, and and you can you can see some some tension kind of under the surface. It's, he he doesn't wear it right up front. Like it's not this super thin mask. It's like yeah, okay. There's 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 some some range going on here. So that's that's a good performance too. Yeah. One thing I do like that they added. Um, so they add a couple of Shakespeare references to this new one. Like uh, she's reading Romeo and Juliet, and then uh, the Beast talks about it. But at one point, I think Gaston kind of makes fun of Romeo and Juliet while he's looking at it. Yeah. Um, and then later in a song, he quotes. Shakespeare, like, and this is in the original song as well. I, like, after I watched the new one, I had like, and I was looking at the animated one again. I wanted to make sure this line was in it. And he it literally was. says, "Screw your courage to the sticking place" during the "Kill the Beast" song. And I'm like, he just quoted Big Beth, and he doesn't even like Shakespeare. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. That's more theater nerd stuff than anything else. I liked that. that that's that's all I'm saying. Uh, Dan Stevens is a pretty good Beast. I wish the Beast looked cooler. Yeah, that's 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 one of my my other sort of quibbles. I I wish the Beast had been more practical in in this movie and a little bit less cg Mm -hmm. especially around his face yeah i I get it this is a difficult thing to do but the state of the art for you know prosthetic character makeup like this has advanced an awful lot in you know the last 60 years yeah well and it would have been a good thing for rick baker to do um, yeah, but he's retired, partly because the CG was driving him crazy. Um, yeah, there, but there there are other really really talented makeup artists out mm-hmm. there who still do this kind of thing. And overall, I I like the the look and, and design of of the character, but his face just looks a little bit too CG. Like it's it doesn't quite belong in the same world as everything around it. It's weird that I don't have a similar problem with. You know, most of the the supporting characters, the the objects, the servants in the castle, most of them I'm I'm really pretty okay with. But yeah. the the Cogsworth yeah. looks better than the Mier, I feel. But yeah, yeah, um, I, I I can agree with that. Yeah, no problem. Um, and and I and before we started recording, I was talking to you how my wife and now I totally agree with this have a problem with the way Mrs. Potts looks, um, because she's just so lacking in character uh, the way she's designed like they could have done it feels like a missed opportunity that she could have looked neater yeah it's it's, been... it's like they just took the 
you know, the, the easiest possible road that they could take there. Where in the, the animated one, you know, you, you've got some, some interesting little characteristics, like with, with Mrs. Potts and, and her son, Chip. Mm-hmm. The uh, protrusions of, of the objects become parts of their face. Like, the, the spout is her nose, uh, and, you know, the, the handle on the cup is, is his, his nose. nose. So, yeah, this was a little bit different, and yeah, I, I, I agree, it, it felt a little more bland now, now that I think about it. Yeah. And, and and that's like that doesn't necessarily make the movie bad or not. It just feels like a, a bit of a missed opportunity. Well, like you, I really liked the movie. I thought it was very good. Um, if you like the original movie, you're gonna probably like. Well, well, actually, if you do like the original Cocteau Forty Six one, you're probably gonna like this one too. But I mean, if you like the the animated one, you're I think you're gonna like this one as well. The the problem though is that because the other one is an animated film, there's so many neater things you can do in a cartoon that we kind of can do now um, yeah i mean with CG. You, you, you can and yeah. we we couldn't really you know then but i i think there there was you know probably during the development of this movie legitimate discussion about we can but should we yeah and... at some point somebody talked about that i'm not sure if you know the decision that we see on the screen is necessarily the right one i i don't want to you know armchair quarterback too yeah, much exactly, here yeah. uh, all, all i can say is you know this this is how i felt watching the film mm-hmm. and, and i'm willing to admit that some of this is marked by my own personal nostalgia towards the original. yeah yeah um, ab- absolutely like and, i'm not gonna how, t- how can it not be yeah i mean like i'm not gonna deny that tying back to the 46 version there's the the ability to transport through magic is brought back in this new one yeah yeah um, and that was that was that was kind of a an interesting scene i i liked it and i felt it it worked better, you know, adding adding backstory for for Belle and and her father, mm-hmm. than some of the the bits they did for for the Beast's backstory that we already discussed. Mm-hmm. That that felt you know a little more organic, a little more natural to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and a time when the muted palette was actually fine. Yeah, um, yeah, that that worked. Yeah. So there there were some touching tug at your heartstrings moments there, and I I thought those worked overall. Yeah, and and I, and I agree. They do make good choices in this new one, but you still find yourself being like, you know, I wish they'd done more. So like that that scene where they add where they bring back the able to travel through magic thing, um, albeit now in the in the Cocteau version, and and I think actually in the original story, it's the the magic mirror that. You know, Bell says, "You know, show me the beast." On in, when she goes to the town, Phil. or is it the glove? Or is it? Oh crap! It is the glove. You're right. It's totally the glove that yeah, uh, causes yeah. you to move by magic. Yes, yeah, so, sorry. It, it was a magic glove, not a magic mirror. But there is a magic mirror in the Cocteau version too. Yeah. But it serves a different purpose. She gets a magic glove in the Cocteau one that allows her to return to her father. And she, but she's only instead supposed of to be, traveling by conventional is, means. Yeah. Um, by the way, Philippe is the greatest horse of all time. Apparently. Yeah. No this, kidding. In this new one, <laughs> he's just he's just there <laughs> when you need him. Whereas in um, the animated film, he was uh, a little bit more than comic relief, but not much. Not much. But I'm glad he's not like a horse dog, though. Yeah. Um, that yeah. that became more of a recent thing. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, like I literally refer to the do- the horse in entangled as horse dog. Um, <laughs> I, I literally refer to it as that. Um, and Moana, to their credit, like it looked like they were going to have pig dog. But they didn't. But then they went with hilarious chicken, and I was down with that. Props to Alan Tudyk for that, because oh, we're yeah. probably not going to talk too much about that movie. Yeah, there's in, no reason in, in for in us depth. to talk about that movie, but, you know, that's... Yeah. Uh... All that said, I, I, I did like the movie, but I have to say, I felt like what they, they did overall was to take the screenplay from... The, uh, the 91 animated film, make some notes and changes and additions in the margins of it, and then they shot that 
mm-hmm. without actually writing a new screenplay because it it feels like basically the same movie with some extra bits tacked on. Mm-hmm. Some like, of them work and some of them kind of don't. It's like literally a live action translation. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the, the, us saying that, I don't, I don't want you to get the wrong idea that we both think it's actually a movie that's worth seeing and we think it's actually a good time. Yeah, I, I just feel like it could have been even better. You see a lot of missed opportunity with this one because you are already aware of what the animated one did in 91. Yeah, um, honestly, I I wonder how I would feel if I saw this one first. I, I've been trying to think about that. Yeah, if um, if the if the animated feature was not you know part of my own history and, mm-hmm. and and that was not a movie that I'd seen before, how would I feel about this one? Would I really feel differently? I mean, I I, I, I don't I, know. I honestly don't know either. I, I do think it's not wrong to consider the forty six one as like a gold standard adaptation of it. I think our generation is going to think of the animated one as our gold standard. Yeah, um, and that's and, and I honestly don't think that's wrong either. I think that's that and that's yeah that's 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 where I come down honestly. The, yeah. the the animated version of of these three at least is is still solidly my my favorite. I really really dig the the John Cocteau. Like like I mentioned earlier, I feel like it doesn't really have a whole lot of depth to the characters just because that that was sort of the state of storytelling in cinema at the time and mm-hmm. and was for quite a long while after apart well, from a few exceptions here and there. Yeah, and Cocteau knew he was making a fairy tale. Yeah, um, and it doesn't really purport to be anything else. The and yeah. the the linguistic construction of it, the the way they speak is is all very very much out of a children's fairy tale. And and it's not to say that you can't have more in-depth things and you can't read more in-depth things into a fairy tale it's just that you it's just how it is it's the the nature of the beast at that time oh i did it again oh i'm sorry that's two Um, strikes man sorry sorry um i guess before we before we go i do want to say one thing about the the representation of bell one thing the cocktail version is is like uh that bell doesn't have that much agency because it's so steeped in its it's it's original french fairy tale roots yeah um, yeah i do particularly like the the aforementioned i am distraught and smoking scene from the 46 version <laughs> where she basically i mean like, she's she says it more eloquently in this where she's just like get over it yeah um, yeah <laughs> like, like i particularly like that scene i mean like bell has a lot more agency than than i think people realize in the the, the 91 one because we're so we get kind of stuck up on the whole yeah the whole perceived stockholm syndrome thing yeah um, and i I, I get where that's coming from. I don't necessarily really agree. I don't really disagree either. I think, like, I, I understand where people are coming from a lot yeah, there. I, I, and I, I can see how they're reading that. Yeah, and, and it's 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 not wrong. I just, for for my part, my read on the film is that, you know, by the time she starts falling for him, he's he really isn't the same person mm-hmm. that he was at the beginning of the movie. It's a, it's almost it's almost reverse Stockholm actually. It's a, yeah, it kind of is, yeah, and I, which, I think there's actually a term for that there that is. I'm not going to look. And up it's now. also icky too. I mean, like the thing yeah, I'm talking that's, about. Yeah, that's 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 still kind of yeah. It's still mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not saying this is still oh like this is not weird, but they definitely deal with that very well in this new one. Is that Belle has a really clear sense of agency in this one? Yeah, she's um, she's the protagonist here. You know, no question at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think all three movies are totally worth your time. Make a triple feature of it if you so desire. You're going to be sitting for a little while if you do, though. Uh, it's a good five hours. Um, yeah, give yeah. or take. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. that's Beauties and the Beasts. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.